Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Marcus Hanneman, goalkeeper slash cool goatee guy. Played for Reading, Wolves, Fulham, amongst others. 299 appearances in between the sticks for Reading, nine caps for the USA, winner of the championship with Reading, two league titles with Seattle Sounders and the Gold Cup with the States. Has seen the band Tool live more than any other human being and, of course, author... But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. It seems like Ibrahim Sonka's attitude is basically just, I will take my top off for money. It really is so loosely a book. That bit was a little bit like, have you read Gone Girl? Now back to play Xbox in my hot tub. <laughs> Baby! Stern John, 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 John. Yeah! Yay! Woohoo! Another episode, still in lockdown. Still in lockdown. <laughs> still sound like we're underwater. Yeah! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Tolstoy, more Ed DeHoy. I'm James Bug, and we'll be using this time behind closed doors to read classics such as Rohan Ricketts' Passion for Football and Alexi Lalas's Kicking Balls. But today we're going to be reading Marcus Hanneman's Premiership Diary. And reading it with me, I'm joined remotely by our book group of comedy writers, Jack Bernhardt. Hello. And Natasha Daniels. Hello. How are we all doing? Not quite lost my mind yet, but almost there, you know. Nearly. (laughs) Nearly losing my mind. How responsible was the book for that? (laughs) The book actually brought me back to life, I reckon. Oh, that's good. I agree yeah. with that. The, it, it, it's, it put me back yeah. in touch with the real world. <laughs> the real world of 2006 when people could go out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when this book was written. 2006 Reading was something that really meant a lot to you, Tash, yes, didn't it? it so, was. Yeah. It was. It's, it's something slightly different, this book, this week. A premiership diary. Not really an autobiography like we normally do. But, no. You know, there's a lot of his life and his story in there. But anyone got any memories of uh, big Marcus Hanneman? Again, literally no. Literally, <laughs> I have no no memory of Marcus Hanneman. Um, Do you remember who he is? You, yeah, yeah. No, so, so it was that thing of I remember him playing for Wolves. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure he played in a crazy Spurs game when I think it was like six four Tottenham oh, wow, Reading okay. one year around Christmas. I think it was the season afterwards. The season after this book was written. If you'd have just shown me a picture of him, I would have thought he was maybe like a B member of Limp Biscuit or something. <laughs> I the, the Limp Biscuit reserve team. Him being a goalkeeper <laughs> would have been very far down the list oh, of God. occupations. I, I love the idea that you could go see Limp Biscuit and they'd be like, oh, they put out the reserves tonight. <laughs> oh, come on. God, it's Limp well, Biscuit under 21. Yeah, I think he's coming back to full fitness, so he's... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I think I, I do remember Hanneman very clearly for Reading, but I also 
it, uh, kind of all goalkeepers, American goalkeepers' ability kind of are all a bit homogenous for me. Have I, t- have I told you mm. my theory before? It's not even so much a theory, but it's, it's an observation um, that all US goalkeepers are bald. Yep. And it's, I find that very <laughs> unusual. There's been five goalkeepers in the Premier League. Tim Howard, yep. Brad Guzan, yep. Brad Friedel, yep. Casey Keller, yep. Marcus Hanneman. Yeah, all, all American, all bald. All, all bald. bald. Although Old Eagles. He he oh that's very good. None of them play for Crystal <laughs> Palace. So he talks about how um in in this book, like why there are so many good American goalkeepers. And it's something I'd never thought about before, but he's like, Oh yeah, in America everyone plays basketball and American football. Uh, yeah. so you need really good hand eye coordination. So obviously and he then says, like, you know, in most countries the worst player will go and goal. But in America, it's like, oh, people actually be- want to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> That's true. He said, he, and he says something like, maybe if you all played cricket in England, <laughs> yeah. then you'd be better at goalkeeping. <laughs> Just such a, like or you'd a- be good at cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if everyone who was in the England cricket team was like secretly going, at some point, I really want to play in goal for England. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head over to our best, 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 best friends at Amazon to see what the reviews are saying. Um, and guys, you're not going to believe it. The book has zero reviews on no. Amazon. <laughs> we found one. We did it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to give it one. It hasn't even got a review by Baselboy. Terrible. <laughs> Friend of the show. Um, I want to meet Baselboy. I wonder if Baselboy can come in and review a book by a Swiss player. <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> <laughs> Shakiri's book or something, <laughs> or Shakiri's um, book. Anyway, oh, that'd be even better. Uh, <laughs> and however, there is an official review on the page, uh, kind of within the description from okay. something I've never heard of called Winger Magazine. <laughs> Winger Magazine, Winger. <laughs> maybe run by like David Jindler or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I but they they exclusively review goalkeepers' books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, figure that one out. Hanneman is one of the more articulate footballers, so these nicely illustrated 228 pages provide an interesting and different insight to the game. We learn a lot about the Americans' thoughts and his fellow pros. Rob Green is considered to be capable. The diarist also reviews... <laughs> the diarist also reveals that teammate Ulysses de la Cruz is nicknamed El Presidente and that he sends some of his wages home to his home village in Ecuador. What a weird review. <laughs> is that, that the review? Such a m- tiny That's the bit review. of the book. That's and the, the two of the least important things to take from the whole book. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that the capable line is one of the greatest disses ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's maybe maybe Winger Magazine is a big magazine in Ecuador. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like... uh, and maybe Ecuador are obsessed with Rob Green and what people think of Rob Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob Green and Ulysses de la Cruz. <laughs> We're going to go into more depth about the book as we go. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, probably slagging off America, but first let's go around the group. <laughs> no, we're getting very nice at America, I'm sure. Let's oh, go around gosh. the group in <laughs> a sentence or two. What did you think of the book? Uh, Tash? Well, Adrian Mole's diary is one of my favourite books and I was hoping that this was going to be a little bit like Marcus Hanneman, age 35 and three quarters, Premiership Diary. (laughs) However, I did enjoy the format and I thought it was a very highly produced, you know, piece of work. But, Mm -hmm. oh my God, Marcus Hanneman and I, and I think the feeling would be mutual, would definitely not be friends. Really? You don't don't click? No, he is... I've actually written in my notes, he might be my nightmare man. 
Is that like a person you don't want to meet in life or someone who's like the one that you dread um, like swiping right on Tinder or left on Tinder? Which way is it? You actually end up on a date with him. If I swipe right on Marcus Hanneman, I'll be so happy. No. Anyway, Marcus. Anyway. You don't want to go Basically, Marcus Basically, I don't want to go on a date with Marcus Hanneman, but I did, of all of the books that I've read in yep. this genre, it was one <laughs> of the more enjoyable ones. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it really, it really is so loosely a book. Yeah. It doesn't make, <laughs> doesn't even really make sense as a diary it's, and there's no story throughout. It's but, a series of blogs. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, yeah. It is. And I love Marcus, the heavy metal listening, hunting US Food goalkeeper. Blogger. So, yeah, yeah, and, it's, and it is like a, it is a good insight into his mind. So I enjoy that. Um, I found it incredibly calming. Like as yeah. a book, it just it just calmed me down a lot. Whenever I was sort of feeling a little bit like anxious or nervous, I would just read one of his mundane thoughts and be like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that's maybe because there wasn't really any? It was a, just a very good season for Reading. There weren't really many downs. It was mainly just ups and ups and ups and ups. Do you think he that still was possibly... managed to find quite a few things oh, he... to be miserable about? Yeah, he's he's a bit of a grump. True. <laughs> and, yeah. And I guess it, it probably would have been a bit harder if it had been a worse season. But he's still yeah. like he doesn't seem to be. He isn't like oh my god, this is the pinnacle of my life. He doesn't seem to have that many emotions. He's like oh, it's going well. Cool. Who would have thought that? We're doing quite well. This is nice. Yay. <laughs> Um, now back to play Xbox in my hot tub. <laughs> I don't think he played it in his hot tub. But, uh, oh, but he he, he, he would do he one did. then the other. I, yeah, he I does reckon... love his hot tub and his Xbox. They're he would definitely at one point shout, "Amanda, can you bring the Xbox out? I want to play in my hot tub." <laughs> now, uh, Amanda is his wife. Yeah. who we should mention. Now back to play on. Xbox she, in my hot tub. She also writes quite a lot. Yeah, she is lovely. Yeah. she yeah. also writes quite a lot in the book um, because she's talking throughout the book about the Reading. Royals? Yeah, I felt the royal like, family. The royal family. I families. felt like that bit was a little bit like, have you read Gone Girl? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how what are you like... suggesting? <laughs> but you know how you have her entry and then his entry, and they kind yeah. of contradict yes. each other. That happened quite a lot. And I was like, who's yeah. telling the truth here? A bit like um, the affair. The other famous um, Gone Girl, uh, Jermaine Pennant and Sky Andrews relationship. Jermaine Pennant's mental. There wasn't as much of that in this, to be fair. There wasn't as like no. as much of like out and out lying from Marcus Hanneman and Amanda being like, "That's not what my That's husband not- did." You have to believe me. Like usually, it would be stuff like, "We met this couple in Wimbledon," and she'd go, "It was actually Clapham," and you'd be like, oh, "Okay, cool." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she writes quite a bit of it. Otherwise, the rest of it is um, 2006, Reading's first season in the Premier League. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it, most days he covers, he has a little diary entry in there. Uh, and then a bunch of pictures inside yeah. it. Uh, shall I read the, the description inside? Marcus Allen's Premiership diary begins with Reading's glorious promotion from the Championship after lifting the title with a record number of points. Marcus then watches the USA's 2006 World Cup campaign from the bench. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and also uh, talks about the uh, how Reading are off in their incredible first season. But a top Premiership footballer has to relax. In Marcus's case, by listening to heavy metal music and hobnobbing, <laughs> great use of hobnobbing, <laughs> the celebrity rock mates. No, not members of Atomic Kitten or Girls Loud, but the band Tool. What? He also loves hunting <laughs> and fishing. Why would you think it was going to be Atomic Kitten and Girls Loud? <laughs> Like as if we'd be like, oh yeah, Marcus Hammond, I'm, he'll hang out I'm with Atomic sure, Kitten and Girls Aloud. But I'm pretty sure that in 2006, though Atomic Kitten were not a thing, 
No, they sure. weren't. I think I think that they was them covering weren't. that was them covering their bases. They were like, oh, right, okay. you know, you know, like an old girl band like Atomic Kitten, or a new girl band like Girls yeah. Aloud. Uh... Yeah. Not yeah. not uh, not bands like uh, Atomic Kitten or the Supremes. <laughs> 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 he, he also loves hunting and fishing and spends his spare time souping up sports cars, racing them around dirt tracks, oh. and then pops down to the Majeski Stadium to face Thierry Henry, which is like not organized match. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, his Marcus, Marcus's wife, Amanda, also reveals how being a wag in Reading does not mean the same as being Mrs. Beckham or Mrs. Rooney. Pretty cool. That basically yeah. is the book. Yeah. I pretty much the book. <laughs> Could have just read that, to be honest. In, in the acknowledgements, I, I, I loved the fact that it's the only book uh, where the person who wrote it has had to thank Casey Keller and the whole of Tool. Which <laughs> 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 I thought was fantastic. He does love Tool. We're gonna get we'll get to uh, that later, but yeah, oh my but, god. Oh, wow. He loves Tool. He will not stop talking even about Gra- Tool. Even Graham Murty, remember him? Reading Captain at the time, fall back. Yeah. He um he uh he, he wrote a really good foreword in, in fact, I love this uh, foreword by Graham Murty. It's really yeah, funny. It's really- it is really funny. He basically just slags off Marcus the whole way through. Yeah. But he writes one of my favourite ever sentences. Uh, about, again, about Marcus loving Tool. He says, he's tried countless times to get all the squad to go to one of their concerts. But can you imagine Leroy Leiter and Ibrahim Asonko at Tool gig? <laughs> I can't. No matter how much I try, I can't imagine that. <laughs> so the way the book starts, it, it, it begins with um, them getting promoted uh, very yeah. early on. April the 1st, uh, 2006, they get promoted. It took me a while to get into the book, I'll be honest. Yeah. Because I didn't understand what was going on for about 15 pages. <laughs> it, start, it starts off April 1st, we are the champions. Today we beat Derby 5-0. And then I assumed that, okay, every day there'll be a new thing. But he just seems to carry on his thoughts across the days. Yeah. Like April 2nd, yeah. I, was, I was promoted once before to the premiership. As though he's been thinking for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> promotion. And like then Amanda's been going like, what are, you, what are you doing at the moment? It's like, no, no. <laughs> Do not let me lose my train don't, of thought. Don't test me. Uh, then April 3rd carries on. I think we might have missed a trick at that match, actually. We should have given out shirts when we went <laughs> That's my favourite That's my favorite bit of this first bit where I knew this book was going to be something special. They've just been promoted. And his, the thing he's thinking about two days later is we should have got some merchandising. <laughs> we should have got some shirts available. And, and also, next... like, complaining that they ran out of champagne. <laughs> I yeah, mean, and this yeah that, that is, is really an, strange. It, this book is an absolute like ode to capitalism, isn't it? Like, he has, <laughs> yeah, it re- he it really has is. drank the Kool Aid of every brand, every <laughs> yeah. way to make money. Oh my god! Do you think this was self-published by just getting loads of money from yes. big brands and stuff? Yeah, but then Absolutely. after he talks about. Uh, missing the trick with the shirts and the next day he goes back to Christmas on April yeah. 4th goes, yeah. time is extremely fluid in this book I will agree yeah. it really that. is there's one later on where he just like starts off a day by going um, what's the fastest I've ever driven um, well, <laughs> <laughs> he would wake up and immediately shout that <laughs> Um, they yeah. are they are definitely just random thoughts that have been put into the structure of a diary so once and once I got used to that I, I kind can. of I was I was on board, but it took me a little while to kind of go. Wait, that's not a diary. Yeah, <laughs> how it works. <laughs> He'll say things like, um, "A lot of work has gone into this wonderful conclusion, getting promoted. Now it's time to enjoy." April second. He doesn't go into the yeah. party that they're having. <laughs> he never mentions it. He does it's not same... like a party. That man does not uh, enjoy. He, a party. he really, he really doesn't no. like parties. Even, doesn't but like... even then, things that he does like, like a tool gig. Page sixteen. Uh, he's he's. He, he includes a story on June 6th about being offered tickets to go see Tool and then doesn't mention the gig at all. 
Yeah, <laughs> talk about what the gig was he, like. He just, just talk. He just gives the the conversation, which is someone saying, "Hey, uh, this is when they're in the World Cup." Uh, it's a manager saying, "Like, hey, do you want to go see a rock band?" And he goes, "What kind of rock band is it?" And she goes, "Well, it's Atomic not a great kitten. rock band. <laughs> they, they, they had the Eagles last week, but this this time it's some band called Tool." And he's immediately like, "Yeah, I love Tool because apparently they're connected at the hip. I think like cosmically, Tool and Marcus Hanneman just seem to bump into each other." I'm constantly. sorry, there is no way that Marcus Hanneman did not know that Tool were in his vicinity. He has oh, yeah, got their sure. tour diary down oh absolutely yes. oh, you're, yeah you know you're like in a right. prison break where yes, like he has exactly. like a map on his stomach he's got the same yeah. but all the dates they're playing yeah. european <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, his head like glows every time tooler within <laughs> <Yeah>. a mile <laughs> tooler playing <laughs> we must get he, to the toolmobile he loves he, he loves, loves metal he loves, yeah. he loves so, much so much that he that he chased Gr- like Graham Murty out of his uh, like sharing a room with him. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird. Graham Murty didn't want to listen to Tool. Like, okay, Graham Murty was like, "Could you please not listen to Tool all the time?" He was like, "I think I have to listen to Tool all the time. <laughs> you just need to get another room." <laughs> I've, my favorite bit of his Tool sort of memoirs was when he casually drops in that like. At the beginning, oh, he might get some tickets to go and see them. But by the end, Tool are going to Cardiff to watch the Carlin Cup final with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's no, there's no like development of that relationship. It just seems to happen. Do you think there's a there's a Tool diary of 2006, 2007 that is just about Marcus Hanneman? <laughs> oh, please. Maybe that's the true Gone just Girl about, story. Just about Reading. Yeah. <laughs> we loved Ibrahim Asanko, but it'd never come to our gigs. <laughs> oh, there's something really funny, which uh, for some reason has been a theme now, I've noticed, in the books. Uh, when they have the open top celebration going around Reading, the, he's, he, has, he does the same thing that I think Gary Monk did, where his biggest worry is that no one's going to turn up to the, yeah. <laughs> to the open top ceremony. I love that. I love it why so much. It's really it's sweet, but why are footballers so worried about well, that? I think this, this gave me a bit of insight because I didn't, Gary Monk didn't go into it. Uh, uh, Marcus Hanneman does. Marcus Hanneman says we got to the bus depot when there were three people there, and that would make me very nervous. Yeah. yeah. Also, the fact that they, that he starts at the bus depot really makes me smile. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is like, a funny idea. Yeah. I've got to mention the bus depot. <laughs> tickets, everyone. Tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then the rest of the chapter is in. Well, the rest of the, the beginning of the book, he's he's off uh, as third choice goalkeeper for the United States. Yeah. So Doesn't get a game. Yeah. Doesn't get a game. No. Um, he basically just spends the World Cup eating. <laughs> Seems like most of <laughs> yeah. He does. He talks less about the matches, uh, more about um, the brilliant spread he has <laughs> all yeah. the time, all the food that he can eat because they bring a load of like American foods, which so, uh, you can't buy in Reading or something. Uh, yeah, like peanut like, butter and jelly, which apparently you can't butter. get in Reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't jelly just jam? Yeah, is yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. We could yeah. blow Marcus Hanneman's mind. <laughs> <laughs> the US but, um, national team have quite cool names though. It's like the Oh, so cool. Bruce Arena. Oh, Bruce yeah, Arena. he was Love the, the manager at the time. And, yeah. The manager a couple of times. Talking of great American names, he mentions uh, the teammates we played for at Seattle Sounders. Oh, yeah. There was Dickie McCormick, yeah. <laughs> Gary Hill, Chance Fry, Peter Hatrup, and Gary Megson's brother, Neil. <laughs> 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 Gary Megson's brother. Gary Megson's brother. <laughs> Love that, Neil. That even even Neil Megson can't escape from the shadow of his brother Gary. <laughs> Gary Megson. Well, when you've got such a you know like a you know a, a VIP brother like, what <laughs> like Gary Megson. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, just eats his way through the World Cup. The, the food stuff is the food stuff is great because that genuinely has a development where he's like, "This is great. I have chocolate cakes, six different types of ice cream, and just every all the best food I've ever eaten." I celebrate <laughs> with a, he celebrates his birthday with a typically delicious German cake filled with cream, and then after about th- two or three entries, it ends with, "Now the food spreads we, we have at the hotel are a joke. I have a food <laughs> mountain." He seems actively annoyed at how much food they have. <laughs> and then two pages later. People keep calling me fat, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of reading between the lines you have to do in this book. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if this book was just his food diary the whole oh. way through. I would love to read that. I would just love the food to that, that he's eating the whole time. Just never mentions Reading. <laughs> All the fans are flicking through. It's just, it's just cake. It's just cake the whole time. Just delicious German cake with cream. <laughs> so apart from uh, eating he then goes back to um goes to seattle he goes back to america and uh he brings in his wife then his wife yeah. i mean this is a book a rarity and the ones we've done so far where his wife talks loads in the yeah. book and he mentions his wife loads and his family it, life is so important to him which is really nice it's really nice actually i really liked his family life <laughs> um like it sounds it it sounds very sort of mild but but really yes. sweet there's a bit where he mentions that amanda bakes brownies for the, uh, for the team, team every yeah every so away sweet. game that's so yeah. sweet and, it's, and she yeah. seems absolutely lovely i just i just loved reading about his life in that aspect it was so sweet uh, yeah, and he's, he's got two sweet kids. His yeah, two sweet yeah. kids, and there was a bit where he talks about how one time he was sad because he'd lost a match, and he his kid asked him what was wrong, and he said, "Well, I've lost a match," and he said, "Don't worry, we'll find it tomorrow." Yeah, like, that's oh, very sweet. Yeah. Oh God, it's, it's actually a great book to read when all the chaos is going on outside because you yeah. read it and you're like, "Oh, it is." The, it, the it, I, I, I so know low. what you mean by calming. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just a diary of a guy who admit, who even admits himself that he's living a charm life and he's yeah. cheated life he's just got <laughs> yeah, the nicest yeah. life you could have like, yeah, um, okay, I'll, I'll read about that for a bit sure <laughs> but when his wife um when his wife sets up i thought they were setting his wife up to run away with the sea at some point because the, <laughs> first time, <laughs> the first time you meet his wife uh they go back to seattle and her, the first thing she said is my dad john day and mum loannis owned seabeck shellfish farm about an hour from the city and i spent an idyllic childhood on in or near the sea i sold oysters and clams and didn't realize how much the sea was part of me until i moved away from it dad was also a marine biologist everything is about the sea yeah i assumed at some point that she will leave marcus and then yeah. go back like, there's also anti, a really like, sad opposite of little bit. mermaid style there's a really <laughs> sad bit where she's like oh i lived in guam i love snorkeling and traveling and when i traveled next i went to Reddit. I was like, oh, babe. <laughs> I went to Pangborn. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, good lord. The, yeah. She reads really Mr. C. I can, yeah, I can imagine one day Marcus coming home and there being a note saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've yeah. gone off to be with the sea again. And he looks out the window and like there's like a flipper coming out. I really like the bit in Seattle where he talks about the closeness to the mountains means it's perfectly possible to ski and water ski on the same day. I haven't yeah. done it, but I know people who have. <laughs> <laughs> like it's this mythical thing. <laughs> My favorite, if that's your favorite thing about summer, you should have done it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like, my favorite thing is the Eiffel Tower. Never seen it, but I'd like to. <laughs> I know people who have. <laughs> yeah, and they say it's great, so that's cool. To- talking about falling in love, there was a moment where I thought he might fall in love with. Um, he has like a kind of um, kind of Casablanca style meeting with Harry Redknapp. He's meant to. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, he has a trial at West Ham, and he wants him to stay longer 
but I told him I had a plane to catch the next day and he didn't try to stop me, so I left. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you think he was waiting for Harry Redknapp to run through the airport like a yeah. rom-com? And he just sighs and then hands his ticket over and yeah. leaves. Yeah. Marcus, wait! <laughs> <laughs> so, so back get up. back here! Yeah. <laughs> we need to back up to Ludek Miklosko. <laughs> I thought you'd never say those words. <laughs> you had me at ludic. But in terms of the other people most important in his life, the people who are most important to him, uh, the guy who works at Costco. Loves the guy at Costco. Por- and a Porsche dealer. Yep. Yeah. Ray Northway. Uh, and Ray his barista. Northway Porsche. And his bro- he loves Starbucks. Oh yeah. my God, he loves Starbucks. He loves Starbucks. So Did you know that, that Starbucks is a Seattle company? Because if you didn't, he tells you about 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> He's really proud of Seattle. He also talks about how like, Pearl Jam and Nirvana come from there. And you're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's cool. D- doesn't mention Frasier once. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the worst bit for me. I was expecting <laughs> yeah. at least a couple of Frasier like, days where Amanda yeah. and him sit and like, binge a couple of seasons of Frasier. Or watch Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mention Sleepless in, in Seattle either. I know. God, this guy's never even been to Seattle in his yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of brands, he, mentioned, oh, he mentions uh, Porsche loads, Starbucks, mm-hmm. Costco, yeah. Red Bull a lot. Um, Kyo Sarah, is that you pronounce Kyo it? Kyo which sponsors? is the, the uh, writing sponsors, yeah. He does drink far too much Red Bull. Let's, yeah. let's clarify that. He yeah. drinks it on the pitch, which I find insane. I, I didn't realise you could do that. No, me neither. I thought he's going to... I don't want... I mean, luckily he's retired now, but you, that's that's heart attack material. Yeah, Like drinking surely. loads of Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, he, and then playing elite football the amount of times in this book that he says i looked around at the magnificent stadium shook my head and dr- had a sip of red bull like <laughs> <laughs> it's just such an odd like it's such an odd thing to be like oh wow i'm finally here at peace have some red bull okay here we go <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i want my goalkeepers to be calm as well yeah don't you want your centered. goalkeepers to be calm and not yeah not like not, not given wings yeah not <laughs> not hepped up in the middle of an ex- like an essay crisis he must have been buzzed for coronavirus i bet his cupboards were so well stocked <laughs> that's, that's true i wonder where he's living now actually i wonder if he's in america or not he is in america he is, he? is a soccer coach for newport oh. high school in washington oh, oh that's nice that's yeah. good how did you find that out what do you know that we don't i did a, did a little <laughs> interneting you know Oh, okay. Yeah. I need to get on this internet. <laughs> I need to start using this. Um, guys, anyone got a no context Marcus Hanneman this week? I don't stay behind after games, not even to have a beer with friends. Today is no different. I go home and order <laughs> fish and chips, Chinese and Indian takeaways and pour myself a drop of America, Jim Beam. He, ha- he has three takeaways in one. The, uh, but, but crucially, he says he gets them all from the same place. Which, yeah, that, uh, which, which is going to be a that's dodgy... Grim. Yeah, that, and he he does he sort of says like you know it's great it's so convenient it's only a hundred yards from my house raise your standards Marcus <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's discovered delivery now and he yeah. broadened his horizons a bit yeah he can now order four takeaways Jack did you have one it's technically two but I think you'll understand why okay okay uh, March the fourth dear diary. I met Jens Lehmann after the game today. The purpose was to get his shirt for my collection, but I have to be wary because Amanda is looking for items for a race night and auction tomorrow night, and I wouldn't want that to get in there. March 5th. Dear Diary, the shirt's gone missing. Yes, it's an auction item, and yes, I have to buy it back. Don't ask me how much I pay. I love Amanda. I love Amanda so much. And <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love how she like flits in between his world. 
in a really like satisfying way. Like even when she's not like the focus, she seems to be like pulling the strings. Ah, oh, she's fantastic. There's a really strange moment though where um she's talking about how uh, they're looking for a new house in Reading. Yeah. She says the thing that clinched it for us was that neither of us could get a mobile reception. The same thing happened in our previous two <laughs> homes. So we figured we had to buy. Why? They bought three houses where you can't use your mobile phone. <laughs> I mean, it's like a really like, bad thing. Is it to be oh, like, uh, oh, well, you know, we can't get mobile reception, so we have to talk to each other. So, you I know, guess yeah, so. Yeah, but, to be a bit off grid. But also, what do they do when they do get mobile reception? Like, if they put up a mask near them, they're like, okay, we have to move again. Gotta move now. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta move to, an, to, a, to a dead spot somewhere. <laughs> It's so odd. Um, Amanda also, I mean, just before that, talks about how she talks about how she was doing the um, the Green oh. Park Challenge. Uh, oh my gosh! At Majeski Stadium, and she, it's going really well. And she talks about like she entered and took part in both of these marathons at the time. In, I know it's going. Back in t- 2002 at the time we were well settled in wimbledon as opposed to many americans who headed home after 9-11 their departure making those of us who remained a little uneasy i remember 9-11 vividly and then it goes into 9-11 <laughs> for a bit it's such an awkward transition into it <laughs> like she's just talking about running bizarre. in a park <laughs> yeah and then, and well, then just mention like, 9-11 yeah, international terrorism, how America is perceived. Uh, <laughs> I love my friends and family. Oh, God, I was so scared I was going to die. Did quite well on the marathon. Bye! <laughs> um, I, I really like the way that he says he got a, an American tattoo on his shoulder. Um, apparently because people were making fun of him at Fulham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd bit where he's like, such Paul Pascal Salido. Oh, yeah. A, a, a Canadian, Canadian yeah. It, like, made fun of me at Fulham for being American. So I decided to teach so, him yeah. a lesson by getting an American tattoo <laughs> on my shoulder. Oh, yeah. God. Well, that's Paul Pascal Salido learnt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine coming back and telling that to Amanda. She's like, why have you got a tattoo on your shoulder? He goes, well, <laughs> Paul Pascal Salido was making fun of me. <laughs> so naturally. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, but they have a really great start to the season. And to be honest, the whole season goes really well. The whole well, season so. goes, yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten how good Reading were. Yeah, they like, had, did have a really good... I think they went down the next year, from did, memory. Yeah, or they, or they, they really good. struggled afterwards, yeah. But, yeah, they did a bit of an Ipswich. Where they yeah. almost, but they, they, in Ipswich did get into Europe. They almost got into Europe. Um, for so context, close. it was the season where Petr Cech had his um, injury with Stephen Hunt, who was obviously yeah. like Reading at the mm-hmm. time, which he talks about a bit in there. Um, they were one point off Europe at the end of the season, which he doesn't seem to care about. Yeah, but he seems. He seems. He's like. Well, he, he's like. He's, oh, oh well, they were like. I looked out. They were literally like one goal away from getting into Europe, in and he gets game. injured in the last game. And yes. if they'd if they'd scored, and if he'd stayed on the pitch, they may have got into Europe. But, but he, he doesn't, doesn't talk about care about. But that would have been incredible. It would have been. He. I mean, he at one point says, um, uh, "We might get into Europe." I've only been to Germany, Spain, and Portugal, so it'd be nice to see other bits of Europe. <laughs> oh, he, he could go to other bits of Europe anyway. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to, to rely on a football player or a football team. For that. Fingers crossed, we get in. <laughs> yeah, um, he he seems remarkably unbothered by the whole thing. Like, yes, he, he has a crazily good season. He's like, he's like, according to the Actim season thing or whatever it's called, he's Actim like, Sports the, Index or something. Actim never Sports really Index, yeah. which I'd never yeah. heard That's of. Weird. He's, it's, it's, it's he's the second the best EA goalkeeper. One. He's the second best goalkeeper in the whole country. Second he, to David James, he, right? I think. Yeah, he seems really like like chill about it, though. Like he doesn't. Well, I guess as a Reading keeper, you have to save a lot of shots. You're going to be yeah, tested more, aren't you? Yeah, and except I mean, they do. Have he'd be a great of... fancy football goalkeeper. He'd have been a great fancy football. Goalkeeper. They have loads of uh, clean sheets as well. Like they do. Yeah, he, he yeah. he's definitely like they're definitely good or value for doing well. As he calls yeah, them. shutouts. He loves talking about <laughs> yeah. shutouts. I shut out. I had a shutout. There's also there's also a moment where he describes Nicky Shuri as the cross leader in yeah. their team, which is like, oh, all right, that's, that's nice. too American for me. I'm out. That sounds a bit um, like something that would, that would like uh, a thing you'd have at Easter. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> he he ate the Easter parade. He was the cross leader. <laughs> but there's also like players like um, uh, Shane, young Shane Long in the team. Yeah, Shane Long. Dave Kitson, Kevin, Kevin Doyle. Kevin I love Doyle. It. I love it. I love it when you call me Leroy Lita. Oh <laughs> my god! Every time I read his name, I was singing that bloody yeah. song. <laughs> it's a crossover <laughs> hit. Uh, <laughs> guys, who wants Ken's song this week? Oh yes, please. please! As we all know, Ken every week uh, he writes a new chant uh, about obscure football players uh, from the noughties, uh, and this time he's done a song to the tune of Thong, so- Thong Song by oh, Cisco. Wow! Okay, I mean that's got everyone excited already. Fully yes. on board. Here we go. He got shots, make you duck. Duck, duck. Goals like what? 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 All night long. Let us see Stern John. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. Stern John, 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 John. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. He keeps getting better and better, Kem. Yeah, that's that's one of the best ones. Wonderful. Oh, Ke- Stern John. Since he turned 30, he's really upped his game. <laughs> yeah, really he has. has, yeah. He's become much more mature in his writing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but let's let's bring back uh, They Don't Make Them Like That Anymore, talking to the people who are at the squad. Uh, I mean, Steve Koppel. 
probably got to talk oh, about. Love Steve Koppel. I do too. Like such a nice man from this book. Yeah, he does. But also it's kind of a bit strange at times. Like he speaks weirdly in, um, as opposed to getting annoyed at players in um, team talks at the end of yeah. matches. He says things like, "I'm disassociating myself from you guys today," <laughs> which is <laughs> like a robot. Kind of yeah, you, I am going offline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there's also there's also a moment where. Um, February 12th. Uh, Jack, I know you liked this. Um, Steve Cobble has a dry wit, so it's rare to see him laugh out loud, but he did once. Just once. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Hump went to cross with his left foot in training, but hit the ball into touch with his trailing plant leg. His right. Sure, it was funny. He couldn't have done it again if he tried, but none of us are ready for the gaffer's reaction. He'd laugh like a drain and surprise us all. (laughs) I love the idea that he was laughing for five minutes solid. (laughs) And they're all just standing at him like, Steve, what's wrong? He's just like a psychopath, (laughs) laughing and laughing. The only thing that that seems, the only thing I can put that close to is when this Peter Reed just stared at the floor in uh, one of the books we had. (laughs) In Jason Macatee, odd manager behaviour. I can't. uh, Those two kind of sit up with me for them. There's there's something else going on behind the scenes there. Yeah, it's something that that Steve Koppel is not telling us there. Um, (laughs) I mean, he has a really good attitude, Steve Koppel. There's a bit which I really liked that seemed to stick with me, where he says, "It's amazing what you guys can accomplish if none of you cares who gets the credit." Um, yeah. which which is sort of sums up this whole Reading team because I'd forgotten yeah. how good this Reading team was and the, and the players you know like they're good players but they're not like they didn't go on to set the world on fire but they did you know they they achieved something incredible as a group it does sound yes. a bit like something you'd read on the wall in Facebook or something that yeah, oh sure I know what you mean or, or the end or, of Coach Carter oh yeah, yeah definitely Carter. A, yeah. <laughs> definitely in a cult yeah I remember um, talking to Coach Carter that's Pascal Chimbonda's favourite film really <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Footballers Cribs, and uh, he said he was talking about all his DVDs, and he said, "My favourite is uh, Coach Carter." It's <laughs> a French accent. Respect. You that? Hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Another, but also, why does Ibrahim Asonko take his shirt off all the time? I was like, going to wonder this. <laughs> yeah. It happens it's so often in the book. And Amanda keeps on being like, so Amanda sets up these charity events for the Reading players. Called the Royals Families. The Royals Families. It's really sweet. It's a really good thing. And it's like, it brings in like Reading players to like sell, uh, you know, like uh, special training sessions, you know, for for charity. Um, It seems like Ibrahim Sonka's attitude is basically just, I will take my top off for money. Or, yeah. and you'll get to dance with me and I'm not entirely sure who instigated that whether it was Amanda being like can you take your top off or was it yeah. Sonka being like I must take my top off yeah. <laughs> all the other guys are like saying like, well he likes um, fishing so maybe you can yeah. go fishing with Dave Kitson or like, um, Marcus <laughs> you like Tool maybe you can listen to Tool uh, yeah. Ibrahimo uh, shirt off yeah, your yeah. shirt's <laughs> already off cool okay good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does it for a fashion show and a charity auction and and also, I think the Valentine's Ball. I'm yeah, I think it's the Valentine's Ball. I was wondering, which event would you rather go to? The Valentine's Ball or uh, the Red and White Ball <laughs> from uh, Sunderland? Book? Oh, the, 100% the Red and White one. I mean, is there a, bron- a bucking bronco here? <laughs> yeah, and, and Martin McCutcheon on a, uh, and I'm sorry, on a bungee run. <laughs> but the only thing that he talks about, this bloody ball, is how much <laughs> yeah. he hates wearing a suit. Oh my god! Which he is hates so crazy. He's so like, much. It's so funny. He like, even, so, he's like seven. He's like a seven-year-old. <laughs> he literally ends that entry saying, "Like today's the Valentine's born. I'm pissed off because it means I have to put on a suit." Then he talks about wearing a suit, and then he just goes, "Sucks." And then, his, <laughs> <laughs> and then Amanda gives her bit 
of it. Yeah. And she says, well, once he'd got over his suit problem, which from what I can tell is just wearing a suit. Yeah. He's got a suit. It's a big problem. So odd. I mean, he, but, he he plays Xbox. He eats nothing but tuna sandwiches in his hot tub, and he hates putting. Oh on yeah, suits. he eats tuna he sandwiches. Can tuna sandwiches? Like a, he's like a thirteen-year-old boy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets in a hot tub before a game to yeah. to relax. Then Drinks he loads of Red Bull. Yeah. plays on his Xbox. Yeah, he's a <laughs> can tuna sandwich. Yeah, he's... imagine like Amanda being like, "Marcus, could you put a suit on? You got to go to the PFA Awards." He's like, "Oh, shut up, Amanda! You're so cool, Amanda. Leave me alone. Yeah. I want to play on my Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Amanda! The ball. Just to give you an insight into what happens, uh, uh, the Valentine's ball. The three-course sit-down meal and auction. Glenn Little was the auctioneer, and very good he was too. There's 300 guests, uh, including Marcus in a suit. One of the auction prizes was the first dance of the evening with a shirtless Ibrahima Sonko. Of course. What, and what, the what girls were queuing up. So someone pays 700 quid for it. <laughs> 700 quid to dance <laughs> with topless Ibrahima Sonko. I mean, it's, pro- it's, it's probably the only thing keeping the Reading uh, charity going is topless Ibrahima Sonko. <laughs> yeah. We raised £21,000 alone yeah. from Ibrahima Sonko's house. <laughs> Guys, can I do this week's dramatic reading? Oh, mm-hmm. yes, please. It's a shorter one this week. Can you, someone cue the dramatic music? Go on, Jack. Oh, cue. <laughs> don't, de- don't delegate. <laughs> I go and you do it. You do it. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> cue. Dramatic. Music. Thank you very much, Jack. Good this one. story is called Marcus Hanneman Tries to Drink a Red Bull Discreetly. <laughs> we, we mentioned how much he likes Red Bull. Here we go. Oh, April good. 1st, 2007. This is going to sound like an April Fool's joke, but I've run into trouble for re- drinking Red Bull. doesn't sound like an April Fool's joke. It sounds like the most <laughs> believable thing in this whole uh, book. Yeah. <laughs> Just as I'm preparing for the game at Tottenham, I'm told that Lucasade, the Premier League's official sports drink partner, have spotted me swigging Red Bull, one of their rivals, <laughs> I guess, in my goal during games, and they're not happy. I don't know where the I guess comes from. Yeah. <laughs> One of their rivals, I guess. Red Bull is part of my pre-match ritual, which I've explained is so important to me, and I've been drinking the sugar-free variety for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Another way that he was drinking the, the, the all-sugar version as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> years and years ago. Yeah. Up until three years ago. <laughs> yeah, which coincided with Reading doing really well, so, you know. It's kind of like, you know, like there's going to be some point in the future where they say, like, Marcus, for your insides, you need to start drinking Red Bull. Like, no, I can't <laughs> Please, the one going. the one thing that can cure you is Lucasaid. Please drink some Lucasaid. <laughs> no, I must keep drinking the Red Bull. It's part of me. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, it's important to me. I'm baffled as to what to do. I want to carry on drinking Red Bull, but I don't want to upset Lucasaid. Put <laughs> big money into our game. You don't. One thing, Marcus, you want to know. You don't want to get Lucasaid in your back. Oh um, no, definitely not. No, no. no the Lucasaid people. You 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 wake up with half a Lucasaid bottle in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where does LucasAid Sport come from? So he comes up with a little crafty uh, solution. For the Spurs game, I pour Red Bull into a LucasAid bottle and put that into the back of my net. <laughs> but it tastes vile from the plastic bottle. <laughs> I won't do that again. <laughs> For the rest of the season, my plan is to put white tape around the Red Bull logo. We'll see if that works. And we never find out. We never find out. It's so annoying. I did, I did have a sneaky look to see if I could find any pictures, and there are none. So I don't oh, think wow. it worked. Lucasade, that's big Lucasade. They clamped down, down on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. down <laughs> Guys, it don't be... say anything bad, because Lucasade will take this podcast down. <laughs> it would be great if the final entry of this book was just, so I'm going to prison uh, yeah. for drinking... <laughs> 
for, for breaking the Premier League's rules on on Red Bull, <laughs> on Red Bull, and drinking it at White Hot Lane. <laughs> and that was this week's dramatic reading. Jack, I asked you to do a thing called Peter Reed Watch this week, so uh-huh. it's time for Peter Reed Watch. Peter Reed Watch. Peter Reed Watch. Any, uh, <laughs> Peter Reed obviously pops up loads in our books. We have mentioned him today, but does he pop up in this book, Jack? Nope. Peter Reed Watch. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, uh, th- I did... th- there is a lot of Alan Pardew, though. So... That is true. So yes. other people who've kind of been in the show a lot, Pardew is in there a lot. Oops, sorry, there's like a fire. Is, some... is that Lucas Aid coming That's to get Lucas That's big Lucas Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the sirens. <laughs> Um, At least you're not being attacked by crows. That's true. <laughs> yeah. There are two options: being attacked by crows or Lucas Aid. Um, but yeah, Pardew does go up a lot, and he's very. Um... He's described as like the anti-couple quite a lot, which is yeah. Uh... He, he seems more aggressive than he has in other books, but yeah. he does kind of he does lord him for his um you know for starting the reading the reading way effectively and for yeah. Yeah, the whole the and, journey that takes him up to this point. He, he's very and bring Marcus in to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He is, like yeah. like uh you know he he was he was sort of like left out in the cold at Fulham. And it looked like mm-hmm. he wasn't going to get anywhere. And then suddenly, Alan Pardew's like, or, or it seems like Brian McDermott at one point sees him warming up Mike Taylor and is like, we've got to get this guy, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> such a weird, like, uh, serendipitous thing. But Pardew takes And he was just the guy throwing the ball at. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that going to tell you? Um, yeah. But they, they take him and he's, and he's really good. So it's quite, it's, he has a lot of love for Pardew. Um, but it, it, sort, it sort of feels like they play Alan Pardew about five times in the season. Because yeah. he yeah. manages. Well, he goes to Charlton. He's at West Ham. Then he goes. He to starts Charlton, at West Ham. Then he goes to Charlton. Um, yeah. I really liked how at West Ham it was sort of like, oh yeah, it's nice to see Alan Pardew again. And then by Charlton, clearly things have gone incredibly wrong <laughs> for Alan Pardew. And he's like, uh, Marcus is talking about how Alan Pardew is uh, shouting from the touchline like things about the Reading players to try and distract them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Are you taking a shot of going, off Ibrahima? Yeah. <laughs> gonna go fishing later, huh, Shane Long? Huh? <laughs> how's your, I, how's I, your golf game, Graham Stack? I know you cheat your mother. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, is, it is interesting how Pardew is kind of... All these players love him, which I found yeah. an interesting thing from this book. I, I've always kind of thought of Pardew in a little bit of a jokey way. But, uh, you I, know, I think actually, especially back in 2000 and, uh, you know six or whenever this was he was a bit of a golden boy you know yeah he, he was, was, still... he was. Yeah. yeah before he went to west ham it didn't quite go to plan but yeah. and then and then he sort of <laughs> you know and and then at newcastle he kind of you know got his career back on track as well yeah so it's sort of i don't know i think Pardew doesn't get enough credit a lot of the time he's definitely not just a later peter reed which i know is what we're implying <laughs> he is here latter-day latter-day yeah. reed <laughs> and an- another guy who gets dissed a lot uh in books i know just adi akinbai very strange yeah. Because uh, Hanneman describes him as one of the most aggressive strikers there is. I, Adi Akinbayi is a player who I kind of totally forgot about. But every book seems... To, he comes up a lot in books. We have, yeah. yeah. He, he, he came up in Perry Groves' book. He did. Like, he must have was, been so young in Perry Groves' book. He was. And it was so weird because Perry Groves was like, this is my final game. And Adi Akinbayi yeah. came up to yeah. him and was a bit of a dick to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Adi Akinbayi is like a thread throughout all of our books connecting them together. <laughs> Like everyone's Absolutely. nemesis. Guys, should we, do, should we uh, do a little picture round this week? Oh, yeah. yes, please. The pictures are incredible. Amazing. And, and Some of the not, best pictures we've ever had. And loads not, of them. It's not even like a section. It's just constant. Throughout yeah. the whole book. And, so and they're clearly, they've clearly all been taken on disposable cameras. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, yes. it's very poorly lit. It's very hipster. Oh, they're it's very great. good. It's good Instagram. 
pictures. Yeah, most of them are, apart from one, uh, right in the middle of the book. A picture <laughs> of Bobby, Bobby Convey, who is a Reading <laughs> left winger, standing around holding holding a ready-made mac and cheese. Oh yes, it's the least. It's the least glamorous Premier League football I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so... I adore it. I absolutely. It's such a nice with his picture. tiny like fringe and stuff like that. I it's like, like how like, he specifies that they gave him that as a joke. It wasn't his actual <laughs> Christmas present. Like, oh, like, it's very but cute. Yeah. That, that was his favorite present that year, though. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> but then there's um, a lot of pictures, obviously, with um, Marcus's incredible facial hair throughout the book he's got a handlebar mustache at one point yeah cool. it looks yeah. great it's, it's one of the first pictures I was like okay this is um, yeah he looks, good. <laughs> yeah, that, he looks like a good. German strongman it's great yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. no he looks like um, uh, uh, Bronson the guy he in does, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. does look like Bronson he does look like Bronson there's also a picture right at the beginning which is subtitled those crazy royals and I don't know if he's being sarcastic because it's just about 15 uh, Reading fans just sitting very still <laughs> in, <laughs> they, in look, the they look so bored they don't it, they look, it's not cheering a goal they look there's like some empty got, seats oh, yeah there's the sun's the in their eyes they don't look happy <laughs> it's really funny um, I mean there are just so many there's um, there's also a bit where Marcus is uh, just in shadow uh, yes like, <laughs> yeah. like looking quite down and it says a goalkeeper's life can be a lonely one uh, <laughs> but it's but it's on a page where he's talking about how much he loves his kids very odd <laughs> It's just like it's like where should we put the uh, the depressed goalkeeper one? Uh, yeah. with the kids. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they really don't like match up. There's one with them, um, Sylvester Stallone, where because Sylvester Stallone comes out in an Everton game to Amazing. watch. So weird. And yeah. they don't. They just have a picture of Sylvester Stallone really early. And it's like what's happening there? Is that, yeah, they <laughs> tell like six pages later you're like oh okay yeah that's Sylvester Stallone cool I understand that makes sense but Jack your favourite picture was the very last one which is the oh, weirdest choice so of a weird. final picture it's such a good so the, the book has had like lots of good pictures you know just before the last picture in fact there's a really nice picture of him with his kids which definitely would have been the way to end it like yeah, the and picture of him with in, his kids in like in matches as well like really yeah, in like matches uh, or like, great and, like with matches. his family or like celebrating or the final picture <laughs> is is entitled Friends from Colorado enjoying benefits from our beloved Vitamixer. <laughs> from left to right, Kevin Fix, Lauren Donaldson, myself, and Frank Collenstein. None of those other people have been mentioned in the book. And they all... <laughs> Frankly, Lauren Donaldson looks <laughs> raging at <laughs> whatever Donaldson. has come out of that vit- Vitamixer. What the hell have you given me? And then that's the end of the book! Does anyone know what Vitamixer is? <laughs> no. Um, the book ends. Uh, this year had a real uh, impact on him. It seems like uh, he fulfills yeah. his dreams in the premierships. He makes his dad proud, which is really nice. Yeah. And he decides even maybe he'd like to be a coach in the future. Which, as you said, Tashi did. He is eventually. fulfilling his dream. Guys, did this book change you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one to be changed by, I guess. It is. But I think I... we all enjoyed it, right? I enjoyed I... it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I think it actually did change me in the sense that I felt very like it calmed me down a lot and okay. made me feel like I like I was genuinely excited to read more of it. Do you know what? Okay. It made me it made me miss the tube because this would have been <laughs> this would have been a great book to read on the tube because I reckon That's... you could get like an entry in per station. That's very true. I completely agree with that, and I would have been annoyed at. Uh, like a really long entry if I had a really short station. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if I was going between like Oxford Circus and Bond Street 
and yeah. I had suddenly like a two-page entry. I'd be like, oh, come on. I don't on. need to read about Yuri <laughs> body in that much detail. Yeah. <laughs> speed through, speed through. Um, no, it, it, it's very bullet-sized. I, I mean, I, I feel like it's almost like ASMR um, for yes. your eyes. Yeah. It's yeah, very I know like mean. calming and very like here's what I did. There's there's little. It's definitely not passionate. Um, no, and I think in that sense, I think it probably did change me because I felt very relaxed by it. Well, that's good. What would you give it um, out of ten then for the leaderboard? I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, I think nice. I'm going to give it a seven point five. Oh Whoa. my gosh, we've never had decimals before. I love it. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're allowed this. Uh, let me think. My, can my bra- I have to do the math at the end of my brain. So this <laughs> Okay, fine. Uh, it's it's no, 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 closer 7, to a 7, 7. than an 8. 7.5 is fine. Okay, We've got to be honest. You said 7.5, so now I just need to test okay. myself. Um, <laughs> I, I am also going to give it... I mean, it's not a book. It's not a diary. But weirdly, I liked it. It's 7 as well. <laughs> yeah. And like to beat it... So, so far, Sean Gota's got an average of 7. Amoruso's got 6.67. Kevin Pitts has got 6. Marcus Hanneman has just beaten it. Marcus Hanneman is the winner of uh, Behind Closed Doors. Wow. wow remarkable i mean and i think anyone reading this book will struggle to understand why that's the case <laughs> i think reading it in the context of the current global climate gives it you know it's a very own sort of calming space it perhaps is. if the world was normal he wouldn't have got such a high rating that's fair. I, I think as a book sean goat is the clear winner yes but 100%. as a as a as an experience you know, as something as an, else yeah as an experience right now i think i think marcus is my is my go-to i would of if i had to reread these books again i will probably keep this by my bedside as just a thing whenever i get stressed out to be like ah okay cool <laughs> yeah ah, if i wake up ah. at 4am this is the one i'm reading okay he's that's upset good. that that david so i only choose jermaine uh, mental <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> This week's quiz, uh, you're named after uh, the two most important people in his life. Jack, you're Ray Northway of Northway Porsche. Love it. And Tash, you're Dave, the manager of Costco. Yes! Uh, <laughs> you've got to shout your name before answering. So you've got to okay. shout okay. Ray Northway of Northway Porsche or Dave, the manager of Costco. Okay. Um, question one, where did Marcus have his first trial with a British club? Where? Oh. Where? You yeah, say where? What club? What uh, club? Ray, Ray Northway uh, from Northway Porsche. Yes. Aston Villa? No. Oh, ah, okay. God. Where is it? Dave, the manager of Costco? Burnley? The answer is uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Yes. Is it? Sheffield Wednesday. It was yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Question number two. What does Sam Sodger shout at the top of his voice as he heads the ball? <laughs> Ray Northway from Northway Porsche. <laughs> uh, yes, Ray. Uh, He-yah. Uh, yes, is the correct answer. I, he writes it like H-I dot dot yeah. dot yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure oh. he was doing it like a karate or kind of going, hi-yah. Hi. <laughs> I, I don't think it's hi-yah. Hi-yah. <laughs> Hey, you love. Uh, <laughs> just get that ball, please. Yeah. Um, Nate, uh, what football team does the guy who played Boba Fett support? Oh, uh, Ray Northway from Northway Porsche. Oh, yes. I know this one. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, of course. And amazingly, he gives him he gives him the the greatest non sequitur um, dedication, which is to the Hanneman family because because he signs an autograph. Oh for him, yes, so, I to know the Hanneman family one. from the best centre forward in the galaxy. <laughs> the guy who plays Boba Fett is not the best centre forward in the galaxy. What's happening? Well, we don't we don't know that, and I'm backing him because he's a Spurs fan. Uh, and okay. finally, uh, Tool have had one UK top 100 hit, reaching number 81 in the UK singles chart in 1993. <laughs> What's the song called? A. Stink Fist. B. Prison Sex. Or C. Come on, feed the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Prison Sex. Uh, what's your oh, name? Dave. Dave from Costco. <laughs> 
Lady Gaga, what's your answer? Prison sex. Is the correct answer. Yes! Oh, but sadly, uh, Dave, you couldn't quite claw it back. Uh, uh, Ray Northway of Northway Porsche is this week's winner of the quiz. Northway! <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Come on. Thanks for uh, uh, being part of this series. Uh, you know, it's been tough reading it behind closed doors, but we've enjoyed it. That's some yeah. good books to get us through. It's been fun. Yeah, really fun. If anyone has any thoughts on the books, uh, if you've read this one or you want to read along to any more in the future, message us reviews, follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram, review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words, guys? Hiya! (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt and Natasha Daniels. It was produced and created by James Berg. Thanks to Marcus Hanneman for writing the book. But what are they all up to now? Well, Marcus went on to play for Wolves, Everton and the Seattle Sounders before retiring in 2014. He also genuinely collaborated on the 2012 track Amiga with Reading metal band Malefice. Sadly, he's yet to be asked on tour with Tool. Amanda to this day has raised billions of pounds for charity simply from getting Ibrahim Sonko to take his shirt off. Steve Koppel still occasionally stops and chuckles for hours and end at the thought of Stephen Hump is kicking a ball. Leroy Leitus to this day hasn't attended a tour concert. Terrible. And Northway Porsche is still going as strong as ever. The music lobby time is the property of Kevin McLeod at filmmusic.io and is used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back soon with more episodes. Thanks for listening to the Behind Closed Doors specials. All hell LucasAid. Stay safe. Bye-bye. 